It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they don't want to hear. That quote is from George Orwell, and it's more relevant today than ever before. Many bad news breaking reports coming up in this broadcast. Stay tuned if you're willing to face what most won't and aren't. The majority of populations are still practicing their propensity to pretend everything's fine when it's anything but. While Matrix Media is in overdrive regarding their efforts to distract divide, and polarize populations, with Fox News at the top of the list, and that's saying a lot, because they're all bad. How could it have been possible for societies built on a foundation of endless extractive consumption and militarism and deception to last? Here's the short answer to that question. It isn't possible. And we're all about to find out the hard way just how true that fact is. Two new headlines from Economist.com. First, it's time to consider giving the planet some sunblock. And next, again, also from Economist.com, it's time to consider tweaking the clouds to cool the planet. Let's add this from NPR. A potential climate solution in the works, reflecting sunlight back into space. Yes, by all means, let's avoid looking up and just keep pretending that climate engineering hasn't long since been trashing our clouds, raging over our heads, completely disrupting rainfall patterns, and filling our skies with filth for over 75 years and counting. And in the meantime, the human race and all life on Earth is circling the drain. For Medium.com, this new headline, Americans are celebrating the end of the world. The report then states, quote, So, what's a red-blooded, true-blue American to do in the face of the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all? That's their words, not mine. Although the Medium.com statement is verbatim what I have stated on this broadcast for nearly a decade and a half. Are they listening in? Medium.com then continues with this. Become the consumer patriot that the corporations and politicians have spent decades convincing us to be. How unfortunately true it is. Consumed with consumption and completely oblivious to countless catastrophes and atrocities that are unfolding and being carried out all over the world. On this theme, a new headline report from news.un.org, Gaza Flooding latest disaster to hit desperate Palestinians. Consider and remember that the climate engineers control the spigot. But we don't hear much, if anything, about this kind of details, do we? I wonder who controls corporate media. That blank isn't really very hard to fill in, is it? To view the non-stop, mindless matrix media on every major TV channel can only lead any rationally thinking person to conclude that we're doomed as a species. No tangible focus on the countless collapsing ecosystems all over the world, let alone the unfolding and accelerating atrocities that are directly connected to biosphere collapse and the controller response to it. The naked desperation of the controllers and the crimes they are currently committing.
and through it all, from the vast majority, silence. Absolutely deafening silence. The extraordinary suffering that's being forced on so many of the innocent, not just innocent populations, but the countless innocent forms of life, indeed the entire web of life on which our lives completely depend. But who cares, right? Whatever the cost, to keep the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute party going until the moment of impact, which now draws perilously near. From FinancialReview.com, this new headline report, climate change could ruin Christmas as Panama Canal dries up. It's an ongoing story getting worse. A drought in Central America is slowing the passage of container ships through one of the world's busiest trade routes. The impact of a record-breaking drought in Panama has spread beyond energy supplies and is now affecting container shipping, which is a crucial sector of the global freight market that moves everything from camper vans to Christmas toys. Oh my God, what's the world coming to a slowdown in the flow of throwaway consumer junk? How are we to survive a lack of Chinese toys and gadgets? But far worse is coming at blinding speed. Wait and see. Next headline, same theme from Bloomberg.com. Greek shipping giant warns Panama Canal chaos may hit Suez Canal also. Longer wait times at Egypt's waterway. Prolonged delays could also tighten liquid natural gas carrier market energy supplies again. And this from Fresh Market info.com. Simultaneous problems at Panama and Suez canals spells trouble for shippers. From that report, two of the world's most important international shipping route connections are being disrupted simultaneously, the Panama Canal and the Suez Canal. When one important international shipping hub experiences disruption, the effects tend to ripple across the ocean to supply chains around the world. Now, two primary shipping corridors are in trouble. Again, in the words of Lyndon Johnson from 1962, he who controls the weather controls the world, controls shipping, controls food supplies, thus control populations. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political global alert news report, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness in this battle is the only way forward. We can, we must reach a critical mass by starting a conversation on climate engineering that leads people to a credible source of data. Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue all of our efforts to be the go-to source on covert climate engineering operations. And now, some very bad news from phys.org. Natural gas, a.k.a. methane, is actually migrating under permafrost and could see methane emissions skyrocket if it escapes. And unfortunately, it already is. The report continues with this. Beneath Svalbard's permafrost, millions of cubic meters of methane are trapped and scientists have now learned that it can migrate beneath the cold seal of the permafrost and escape elsewhere. A large-scale escape could create a cycle of warming that would send methane emissions skyrocketing. Warming thaws the permafrost, causing more gas to escape, allowing more permafrost to thaw and more gas to be released. Yes, it's called a feedback loop, exactly what I have tried to warn about for a decade and a half at geoengineeringwatch.org. And now the so-called science community is finally getting around to admitting it because they can no longer hide it. 
Next from the conversation.com, frozen methane under the seabed is thawing as oceans warm and things are worse than we thought. They continue, just published research showing more of this methane hydrate is vulnerable to warming than previously thought. This is a worry as the hydrate contains about as much carbon as all of the remaining oil and gas on Earth. Releasing it, they say, from the seabed could cause the oceans to become more acidic and the climate to warm further. This is a dangerous set of circumstances. Let's stop there. There's no could, may, might. First, yes, this is yet another headline of, quote, it's way worse than we thought. And next, as dire as this headline may seem, reality is far worse still. There's enough methane deposits on the planet in the form of methane hydrate and clathrates that if thawed and released into the atmosphere would turn Earth into a Venus-like scorched ball of rock in an unimaginably short span of time. But not to worry. We'll all be long gone before that point. We'll be lucky if anyone makes the end of this decade short of a complete course correction, which unfortunately seems increasingly unlikely. And that's not some from-the-hip opinion. That's a mathematical, statistical trajectory based on the current rate of exponential die-off across the board. Every single form of Earth's life support is completely collapsing at staggering rates. But wait, everything's fine after all. The stock market's up from USA Today. Stock exchange hit new record Wednesday and stocks are still climbing. Sadly, a pumped up Ponzi scheme stock market record high is all it takes for so many to completely ignore the flashing lights and blaring horn of the oncoming total collapse train, ecological and societal. But not Warren Buffett. From Newsweek.com, Warren Buffett selling $28.7 billion in stock rings alarm bell over economy. The coming crash of the stock market house of cards will soon be the least of our problems. The controllers have much more in store. The day in, day out, ubiquitous contamination of the planet with the jet aircraft aerosol spraying of our skies is only one glaring example of a threat from which there's no place to hide. And as toxic as the aerosol fallout already is, at any point of the controller's choosing, something much more lethal could be added to the mix. If you think they wouldn't do that, time to wake up. And for those that still believe stockpiling shiny metals, a backup generator, and excessive amounts of ammunition will save them from what's coming, think again. From theburningplatform.com, Britain's urged to prepare for cyber attack or power grid failure. From that report, Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden has urged Britons to stockpile batteries, candles, torches, and radios to prepare for a possible cyber attack or power grid failure, or both. Dowden claims that the public has become too dependent on electronics and must learn to survive without electricity. Good luck with that. The government plans to launch a, quote, resilience academy to train individuals and businesses to prepare for such disasters. The report continues with this. We have also recently seen governments block their own people from the Internet or implement temporary power outages to preserve their failing grids. It is concerning, the report says, that some politicians are saying that we must prepare for natural disasters that could have the same impact. Yes, so-called natural disasters, the kind that are anything but natural. There's no discussion about climate 
or environmental anything that's valid without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering factor and the highly toxic fallout from the same. From futurism.com, this scientists warned that the Dubai climate conference is full of blank. I'm sure you can guess the word that I'm omitting, bottom line, aka it's total deception. The futurism.com report then states, quote, it's frightening because they see this. The report is referring to climate engineering as a new business opportunity, a new way to make money and continue as before, end quote. Yes, all true, except for the continue as before part, which won't be true for much longer, with total climate, ecological, and societal collapse looming large on the extremely near-term horizon. Now let's add this, an abstract from a science report published in the National Library of Medicine and recently sent to geoengineeringwatch.org by one of the science authors. Listen carefully. This is from pubmed.ncbi.nim.nih.gov. Are persistent aircraft trails a threat to the environment and health? Question mark. Here's the abstract. According to most scientific studies, media, and governments, the white trails that can be seen behind aircraft in flight corresponding to condensation mixed with engine particulate emissions only persist under specific atmospheric conditions. They are called, quote, condensation trails and cirrus contrails when they remain for hours to reach several kilometers wide. The fact that they have gradually filled the skies over the last 20 years would be due to the increase in air traffic. Again, that's what the report's staying were led to believe. But the abstract summary, again published in the National Library of Medicine, continues with this. However, other official documents link these persistent trails to a weather modification technology called solar geoengineering by stratospheric aerosol injection, a.k.a. the acronym is SAI. Further, these sprays would be mainly composed of metallic particles, aluminum, barium, strontium, and other nanoparticles, including sulfur, which would considerably increase air, soil, and water pollution. There's more. Many of the current environmental and health problems are consistent with those described in the literature on solar geoengineering by SAI, again, stratospheric aerosol injection, if this method was employed. For example, Metal particles used are well-known environmental contaminants, ozone layer depletion, cardiorespiratory diseases, neurodegenerative diseases, sunburn. The observations, wider skies, less solar power, also correspond to the same risks as those described in the solar geoengineering works. Patents show that this weather modification technology has been known and mastered for a very long duration. In addition, some scientific papers as well as policy documents suggest that solar geoengineering by stratospheric aerosol injection has been used for many years. The amount of official information presented in this review is intended to open new ways of investigation free of conflicts of interest about the growing global pollution of persistent aircraft trails and their possible links with solar geoengineering by stratospheric aerosol injection. That's the end of the abstract, again, published in the National Academy of Health. We're gaining ground in this battle. The official denial of the shockingly obvious is breaking down fast. And the published abstract science report summary I just covered is a desperately needed sign of some in the science community acting out of courage. Finally, let's hope and pray that 
more follow. What else are they spraying? From Fortune.com, climate change is unleashing a tsunami of infectious diseases and we have fewer and fewer drugs that can treat them. That's the end of the headline, again from Fortune.com. This report continues with this. Climate change is not only making the planet sick, it is creating a hotbed for infectious diseases and superbugs to thrive and putting the health and lives of millions around the world at risk. Critically extreme temperatures and air pollution are exacerbating viral respiratory infections and mosquito-borne diseases, one of which is likely to seed the next epidemic or pandemic. Try not to worry about all those GMO insects, mosquitoes, and other forms being released in the environment. I'm sure it's all in our best interest. Fortune.com continues with this. Given the link between climate and health, the pharmaceutical industry has a unique responsibility to act, they say, not only to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions, but also to combat the adverse health consequences of the climate emergency. What a combination being pushed on all of us. Fortune.com's suggestion that we have Big Pharma cook up a cure for what's being dispersed into our skies and thus what we are being forced to inhale. Are the controllers trying to cull the herd? You decide. And now we're being told that we face a so-called triple-demic. If you don't know what that is, please investigate and connect the puzzle pieces. Next, more acknowledgement of contamination from news.stanford.edu. Wildfires can unlock toxic metal particles from soils. The report starts with this. Wildfires can transform a benign metal in soils and plants into toxic particles that easily become airborne, according to a new study again from Stanford University. Heavy metals such as chromium have largely been overlooked. Let's stop there. Yes, overlooked. Much like the shockingly obvious ongoing geoengineering jet aircraft nanoparticle dispersions in our skies just overlooked for over 75 years and counting, Here's a question that no official source is willing to even ask, let alone investigate. How many toxic heavy metals, and in what quantities, were present on forest foliage and the forest floor before such incinerations? Though the Stanford report focuses on chromium, there are so many more. Here's what we know from years of extensive precipitation testing. Aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, surfactants, defoliants, polymer nanoparticles, graphene, and more. Question, how can so-called official agencies find what they aren't even looking for by design? Yes, that's the point, isn't it? In Sacramento, at a high-level EPA meeting arranged by congressional representatives, I had EPA officials state to my face that they are told to test for combustion particulates only and the rest of their samples go out the window. Can't find what you're not looking for. And the size of the particle also imperative in this scenario. They're only testing generally for PM10, 10 microns, occasionally PM2.5. Climate engineering elements are nanoparticles. They go completely under the radar, not looked for, thus not found. And we get to breathe all of it. And the smaller the particle, the more harmful it is. Whenever any matrix media talking head or alt media platform has something to say about climate anything, and they're not first and foremost acknowledging and addressing the global climate engineering issue, then whatever they say, whatever their conclusions are, they're either clueless or lying. Take your pick. Next, 
This disturbing and sad headline from LifeScience.com. Half-asleep bears are wandering around Siberia because it's too hot to hibernate. The Live Science Report then states, Bears that are struggling to hibernate due to abnormally warm weather in Russia's Amur region are wandering around in a daze, having suppressed their metabolism in preparation for winter. Not so long ago, there were so many magnificent bears in the forest surrounding my off-grid wilderness home in Northern California. I would commonly cross paths with them as I trekked through the woods. Sometimes a cat and mouse game ensued as I tried to get a bit closer for a better look at my forest friends, which I so revere. And now there are almost none. From theconversation.com, if warming approaches 2 degrees C, a trickle of extinctions will become a flood. From that report, as the thermal thresholds of more and more species are crossed, the capacity for ecosystems to adapt, as well as the societies that depend on them, will diminish. Now, they're crashing already. They continue, given that the rapid pace of climate change is likely to exceed the capacity of most species to adapt, our results indicate that there is no safe level of warming for Earth's biodiversity. Two degrees C is not a safe limit, and every fraction of a degree of warming that can be averted matters for limiting the loss and damage of biodiversity. Burying our heads in the sand will not alter the hard biophysical limits that govern life on Earth and through which we are rapidly crashing. Let's stop there. Correction, we have already crashed through the limits, through the guardrail, so to speak. Based on unfiltered frontline temperature data, we are past 3.5 degrees C of warming from pre-industrial baselines. We are neck deep in the sixth mass extinction on the planet. The current species extinction rate is approximately 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. Let's break all that down to this. We're losing about two to 300 of species, plant, animal, and insect, to extinction every single day. Two to 300 per day. Think about that. About the swept under the rug catastrophes from Weather Channel. Weeks after Hurricane Otis, debris still litters Acapulco streets. The report says almost two months after Category 5 Hurricane Otis struck Acapulco, debris still litters many neighborhoods. Acapulco's done. It'll never come back to what it was, ever. And you can quote me on that. From AP News, heart of Hawaii's historic Lahaina scene of deadly wildfire reopens to residents after four months. Again, swept under the rug. We don't hear anything about these stories, and there's many more like them. Lahaina, the historic town on the Hawaiian island of Maui, is reopening to residents and businesses and owners that hold day passes. Should we ask why it took four months for authorities to allow residents back? And even then, only those with so-called day passes? Nothing natural about these events. Nothing. Changing gears slightly for a moment, but still on the same theme of what really happened. In this case, on the subject of tectonic weapons And no, it's not science fiction. Rather, such weapons exist and have for decades. Here's a reminder. In a Department of Defense news briefing on April 28, 1997, then U.S. Secretary of State William Cohen said, quote, Others are engaging even in an ecotype of terrorism whereby they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes and volcanoes remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. Keep that quote in mind. I wasn't able to get the following report covered in a previous broadcast, but here it is. First, from 
afpnews.com. Philippines bans vote machine firm implicated in U.S. bribery probe. And what happened next? Only a few days later, this from Time Magazine. Philippines hit by earthquake of 7.6 magnitude. That's a massive earthquake. Just an amazing coincidence. Just a few days after their reluctance to conform with the matrix. I'm sure much like what happened in Turkey. Just a coincidence. Only days after Turkey refused to toe the line for the manipulators of the matrix. Then there is Haiti, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Japan, and even New Zealand where John Kerry mysteriously evacuated U.S. diplomats only hours before a very destructive earthquake struck. For the record, New Zealand has since been solidly in the hip pocket of the controllers. Again, just another coincidence. Back to climate engineering. And speaking of New Zealand, from newstalk.co.nz, calls for help as Wellington hit by freak storm. That's Wellington, New Zealand. The report continues, fire and emergency received numerous calls for help as the capital was battered by torrents of rain, large hail, gale force winds, and surface flooding yesterday. Seeing the weather escalate was, quote, quite freaky, end quote. That's right from the report. After conditions didn't look that threatening in the beginning. The photos looked like it was in the middle of winter. It looked like snow on the ground. There was so much frozen material. I've been to Wellington in the summer. And how could it possibly be winter in summer? Just nature behaving badly? Or was there a whole lot of help from the weather makers? You decide. About the U.S. West Coast, new from sfgate.com, major weather shift predicted in California before Christmas. No, not predicted, scheduled. And we'll see if they follow through. From axios.com, tornadoes ravage Nashville Middle Tennessee, at least six dead. The combining of air masses. Warm moisture pushed up from the record warm Gulf of Mexico that collide with heavily seeded air masses that are manipulated south from northern regions produces substantial atmospheric instability. Let's continue with this theme from AccuWeather. Mid-December storm tours the southern U.S. with snow, rain, and wind. From that report, a storm intent on bringing snow to the southern Rockies will eventually cause more widespread disruption to travel and outdoor plans across the Gulf Coast states later this week. If you're driving on that snow, consider and remember it's very slick. It contains surfactants. And Yes, this report says snow in the southern U.S. while there is rain falling in parts of northern Canada. And we're expected to believe that this is normal? Just nature? I don't think so. AccuWeather continues. The jet stream will dive toward the interior southwest early this week before carving out a storm system that will pull in moisture from the Gulf of Mexico. Again, the record warm Gulf of Mexico. Around midweek, areas of rain are forecast to develop in southern and western Texas, western Oklahoma, and southwestern Kansas as snow breaks out over the mountains in southern Colorado and northern New Mexico. They say snow is also likely to spill into the lower elevations of the Texas and Oklahoma panhandles, southwestern Kansas, and central New Mexico. So there you have it. Yet another snowstorm fueled with moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. Welcome to climate engineering and the patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding. Please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for mountains of data on this issue. 
The U.S., of course, isn't the only criminal government creating toxic, chemically-induced flash surface cooldowns. From the South China Morning Post, this, Northern China on alert for snow onslaught and record low temperatures. From ChinaDaily.com, record-breaking cold sweeps North China. From the ColdWeatherReport.com, Moscow slammed with record snow while Siberia freezes. Question, are Russia and China doubling down on their climate engineering assault as we hurtle toward total planetary meltdown and die-off with climate engineering further fueling all of it? Answer, yes. All major powers are colluding and cooperating on climate intervention operations. It cannot be otherwise. You can't just geoengineer over your own country without affecting the entire planet. They are all working together on this issue and other issues, which I'm sure we can identify without naming. Geoengineering Watch has long since proven this cooperation with climate engineering. Government documents, some up to 800 pages long, are posted at our site. But please don't believe me. Search and review our entire documents section and decide for yourself what's going on. Put those puzzle pieces together for yourself. That's all I've ever asked. Please investigate. Next, from the climate engineering cover-up site that claims to be the most viewed source on global warming and climate change, though there seems to be no view counter on the site or any other way to verify that claim. From whatsupwiththat.com, Russia reels from negative 60C cold blast and Munich breaks December snow record. Yes, yet another climate engineering cover-up sensationalized headline from yet another source that completely ignores the ever-increasing planetary meltdown zones and superheating seas in order to pump out sensationalized headlines that are a direct result of climate engineering winter weather warfare operations, chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations that temporarily and toxically create a shallow surface layer of super cold air that all too soon whiplashes back to far above normal temperatures that are still climbing fast. But unfortunately, far too many see a sensationalized headline of cold and gulp it down. No matter how much of the planet is spiraling into total meltdown. Remember, climate engineering can and is creating short-term highly toxic surface cooldowns at the cost of further fueling the overall warming. Why do you think we have thunder snow now? Something you never heard of 15 years ago. And every single significant rain seems to drop massive amounts of hail and often huge hail. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Please search Lake Michigan ice balls and look at those pictures. Again, better yet, go to the engineering winter section and look at the data and photos we have there. It will shock you to the marrow. Please, please help us to expose this insanity and the fact that these engineered flash freezes are not nature, not nature. So what is the bigger picture? The true state of the planet overall, in spite of and in so many ways because of climate engineering heaped on top of countless other forms of human damage to the planet's remaining life support systems. First, these two new headlines from AccuWeather.com. People dreaming of a white Christmas may be in for a rude awakening. That's the headline. The report says halls are decked and trees trimmed as many enjoy the magical beauty of the season indoors. They may wonder when it will begin to look like Christmas outdoors. Let's stop there. And please forgive this footnote or correction because far too many not only aren't enjoying the quote magical beauty of the season, they are in fact just trying to survive another day 
while most of the world looks the other way. Not hard to fill in the blank of what I'm speaking about. Moving on, next, this also from AccuWeather. Where's the snow? Northeast snow drought nearing 700 days. The report states, it has been nearly two years since plowable snow has fallen in many major northeast cities, but AccuWeather forecasters say that snow lovers from New York City to Washington, D.C. may soon get their wish. Well, there you have it. The climate engineers are apparently scheduling a chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding winter weather cool down. But don't eat the frozen material, and I don't say that in jest. It's highly toxic. But again, what's the bigger picture? From ecowatch.com, Spain's ski season delayed due to record heat. From eos.com, ocean warming is wiping out Southern California's mussel beds. That's certainly disturbing. I've combed those mussel beds since I was a child, fishing off the rocks in not just Southern California, but Baja, California, where I spent so much of my youth in remote areas. And now this from Yale Climate Connection and many other sources, a follow-up headline covered on my previous broadcast, but that is still echoing around the world. Last month was by far the world's hottest November on record. Not just the hottest November, though, the hottest month on record globally. They say for the third month in a row, the planet broke an all-time monthly heat record by a remarkable margin. The key word in that statement is remarkable. Because for the record, November was the sixth successive month in a row of warmest months ever recorded on the planet. Runaway climate collapse isn't just coming. It's here. All forms of human activity that alter the former energy balance of the planet are part of the problem with the intentional intervention in the climate system at the top of the list. And just how fast is the planet warming? When considering land and sea temperatures combined, Earth is warming at the thermal energy equivalent rate of seven Hiroshima-sized atomic bombs per second. And due to the now accelerating atmospheric methane buildup, that number is likely very conservative. And please, please don't believe me. Please do your own research. Investigate every single piece of data cited in this broadcast. And you won't like what you learn. More bad news from MSN.com. The Euphrates River, among so many others, is drying up. What does that mean? Question mark. The report then states the Euphrates River, with its historical significance and vital role in sustaining human life, is facing a grave crisis. This once mighty river, known for its role in the development of early civilizations, is now dwindling due to chronic droughts and the impacts of climate change. No mention of climate engineering, of course, which is the single greatest drought-causing factor on the planet at this point in time. The consequences of this environmental phenomenon extend far beyond environmental concerns, as it poses severe challenges to the lives and stability of millions of people who depend on its waters. Remember, devastating drought and deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate intervention operations. On that note, new from the UK Guardian, more than 1,000 climate scientists urge public to become activists. The report says, we need you. That's a statement from Scientist Rebellion, which includes authors of IPCC reports on climate breakdown. The IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, largest scientific panel ever assembled in human history, but extreme deception occurring from that group. This report continues, as diplomats meet for COP28, these scientists say, quote, we are terrified. And again, they state, we need you. 
They continue wherever you are. Become a climate ab- advocate or activist. The letter published on Monday by, again, Scientist Rebellion, a climate activist group, implores join or start groups pushing for policies that help secure a better future. Contact groups that are active where you are. Find out when they meet and attend their meetings. They say if we are to create a livable future, climate action must move from being something that others do to something that we all do. Here's my reply to the so-called science rebellion group. Tell the whole truth, which includes fully acknowledging the global climate engineering assault, and then, only then, will I join you in your attempt to sound the alarm, not before. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 436, December 16th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial free non-political Global Alert News Hour is broadcast on numerous AM and FM stations throughout the country. Recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, their own demise and ours. To all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters, I want to express my deepest and most profound gratitude. It is our collective efforts that can still make a difference. Stay tuned for input and specific directions on how to make your voice heard. And to all those that have long since come and gone from the front line of the battle and are perhaps too discouraged to return to the desperately needed effort to sound the alarm, please consider that truly unshakable solace can only be found in the core knowledge that you are fighting for all that matters. Manning the post at which your maker has placed you, whatever your situation, whatever your circumstances, all of us matter. All of us are needed in this epic struggle for all that we hold dear. Next, exactly How much has the human race altered atmospheric chemistry? From technologynetworks.com, atmospheric CO2 levels haven't been this high for 14 million years, again, based on paleo data. But there's no rationally arguing that we have radically altered atmospheric composition. We're going through 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day and 23 million tons of coal a day, cutting down the forest, paving the planet, poisoning the oceans. How could there not be consequences? This report states the last time atmospheric carbon dioxide consistently reached today's human-driven levels was 14 million years ago. Earth systems sensitivity describes climate changes over hundreds of thousands of years, not decades. Summary, there is no parallel in the geological record of what we now collectively face. The rate of change 
that we have inflicted on planet Earth. Here's a short summary from Collapse Chronicle. Frozen methane under the seabed is thawing. Atmospheric CO2 levels highest in 14 million years. Too hot to hibernate for bears. Americans are doom spending. Our fascist future. Atlantic Ocean warmer and more acidic than ever. Oceans running out of fish. COP28 climate conference was a big success. Just not for you. More on thawing methane deposits. Again, if this doesn't alarm you, it should. This could seal all of our fate soon if other factors don't do the job first, which is also very possible. New from sciencealert.com. Arctic permafrost hides migrating methane that could skyrocket emissions. Touched on this earlier. This report is from a, a different source. And this subject, again, so incredibly dire. This issue alone will soon seal our collective fate if other factors don't do the job first. Reports says a new attempt to systematically analyze the distribution of deep methane in the Norwegian archipelago of Svalbard has revealed a scary new truth. The Science Alert report continues, a methane monster lurking beneath the Arctic's frozen ground is threatening to rear its ugly head. Scientists don't yet know how big the threat is or where it will strike first, but what is clear is that the Arctic's permanently frozen soil called permafrost is melting, threatening to uncap huge amounts of extremely potent carbon fuel from its icy prison. Too late. It's already happening. Please take the time to search this term, Siberian methane craters. Under the images category, take a good long look at what appears to be nuclear bomb craters, but they aren't. They're methane craters from thawing methane deposits that are literally exploding out of the tundra and the seafloor and migrating into the atmosphere where it's expanding and covering the planet like a layer of glass, allowing heat in but not out. New from Mother Jones Journal. Invisible gas clouds are warming the poles faster than we expected. Yes, this is just another example of it's far worse than anything any official sources have so far disclosed, exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record was the case for a decade and a half. And climate intervention operations, again, though they can and are creating highly toxic short-term surface cooldowns, it comes at the cost of a worsened overall warming and the light-scattering particles that they are spraying into our skies trap more heat than they deflect. To be clear for the record, there is nothing benevolent about climate engineering. It is simply weather warfare. It's being used for power and control, period. Just how powerful is methane at trapping atmospheric heat? 120 times more powerful than CO2 over a 10-year time horizon. Next from ArcticNews.com, the group of scientists that not only still refuses to admit to ongoing climate engineering operations, now for over 75 years ongoing, but the group is further still pretending that climate engineering could, may, might be deployed someday, which could, they say, save us from ourselves, at least for a short time. With all that out of the way, here is a new headline from this group that addresses what is a very real and unimaginably dire immediate scenario. Double blue ocean event 2024, question mark from that report. A double blue ocean event could occur in 2024. Both Antarctic sea ice and Arctic sea ice could virtually disappear in 2024. A blue ocean event known as a BOE, occurs when sea ice extent falls to 1 million kilometers squared or less. 
which could occur by early 2024 for Antarctic sea ice and by late summer 2024 in the northern hemisphere for Arctic sea ice. Earth's radiation imbalance is very high. I mentioned that earlier, the rate of warming currently equivalent to the detonation of seven Hiroshima-sized nuclear bombs per second. They continue, emissions are very high and rising. Politicians refuse to act responsibly. They're all bought, sold, and paid for, puppets of the matrix, all contributing to further deteriorate the situation with the danger that ocean heat will reach and destabilize methane hydrates. Already went over that extensively in this broadcast. It's already happening that are contained in sediments at the seafloor of oceans, resulting in massive methane eruptions already well underway. Summary, even if one polar region breaks the blue ocean barrier, we're done. If both go, we're definitely done in short order. And climate engineering in the catastrophically destructive effort to mask the looming meltdown catastrophes while simultaneously using weather as a weapon is further fueling the overall meltdown. And there's more bad news from the polar regions from MerkelPress.com. Bird flu expanding in Antarctica, high mortality among elephant seals. Even penguins are vulnerable to the bird-borne virus. Before the bird flu outbreak in southern Georgia and the Antarctic, the avian virus killed approximately 20,000 sea lions in South America, mainly in Chile and Peru. This week, Uruguay also reported that some 2,300 fur seals and sea lions had been buried. And it gets worse. New from the UK Guardian. Mass deaths of elephant seals recorded as bird flu sweeps across Antarctica. Researchers warn of one of the, quote, largest ecological disasters of modern times if the highly contagious disease reaches penguin colonies. How many ask themselves what the 400 plus level 4 biolabs are doing all around the globe? And how far reaching the effects are from whatever they may be releasing? Why isn't that question asked? Why is everything blamed on nature as if it's some sort of natural occurrence when all too often it isn't? And about our dying seas, new from inertia.com and other sources, huge numbers of dead fish wash up in Japan. Authorities deny connection to Fukushima wastewater. Wow, what a relief that dumping millions of tons of radiated water into the oceans along the east coast of Japan had absolutely nothing to do with the thousands of tons of dead fish that just washed up on Japanese shorelines. Yes, nothing to see here. Go back to sleep. The fish is safe to eat. Trust us. We're the experts. Everything's fine, right? On that note, from doh.wa.gov, testing has shown that no fish or shellfish off the Pacific coast have radiative contamination that would pose a risk to people who eat them. Really. They say we found very low levels of cesium-137 in all samples tested, far below a public health concern. Let's clear up the stupidity. There is no safe level of cesium-137, and that's all they tested for. What other toxic elements are lurking in the fish? Thousands of tons of which are washing up dead, as I just covered, and there are over 500 other ocean dead zones all over the world. No time to cover all those now. We're drowning in a cesspool of deception. Moral bankruptcy is now the norm in every arena of the so-called experts and certainly in the circles of government and matrix manipulators that control it all. But of course, the Fukushima meltdown is only one of countless factors that are all contributing to the extremely rapid killing of Earth's ocean.
Yes, one ocean. It's all connected, all one. Just as is the case with the entire planet. One boat on which we are all passengers and the boat is sinking by the day. And even now, how many are completely caught up in scripted political theater, orchestrated divisive issues, holiday shopping, football, and general head-in-the-sand behavior, such as daily life on the planetary asylum, for the moment. But as Peter Gabriel said in a song, the grand facade so soon will burn. More on engineered weather and temperature whiplash from AccuWeather. Temperature roller coaster means warm-up for the northern tier. From severeweather.eu, a long-lasting winter shift in January and February is now seen across the eastern United States in the latest long-range forecast data. Keep in mind, again, the headline I just covered is the scheduled weather. We'll soon enough see if they can pull it off as the planet's life support systems continue to unravel. Again, what's actually taking place in the far north? New from phys.org, from wildfires to melting sea ice, the warmest summer on record had cascading impacts across the Arctic. The report includes 12 essays exploring the effects of climate and ecosystem changes across the Arctic. One is a wake-up call about the risks in subsea permafrost. Again, so many sources trying to focus on this issue now. A potentially dangerous case of out of sight, out of mind. Another methane deposit blowout warning. Geoengineering Watch has been warning for 15 years. What took them so long to catch up? Well, the planet hurtles toward what is scientifically known as Venus Syndrome. And the term isn't a metaphor. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome to learn what few are willing to face. From sciencealert.com, the Arctic smashed so many terrifying records in 2023. They say, what can we even say? Question mark. That's their term. Here's my suggestion to sciencealert.com, say that climate engineering is making it all worse, not better. Tell the whole truth for a change while it can still make a difference. Please help geoengineeringwatch.org to sound the alarm. Send links to the dimming documentary to any and all sources, sites, and individuals that need to understand just how dire a threat climate engineering is to all of us. From kt00.org, later frosts could make new crops possible in Alaska, but climate change brings challenges too. Yes, so does climate engineering, grave challenges, and any growing improvement in Alaska will be short-lived. Wait and see. It's almost December in my forest on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California, and late this week, at 1 a.m. in the morning, I hear a poor, solitary tree frog with a very strained voice croaking as best as he could, given the increasingly toxic environment and the temperature whiplash that this solitary frog is forced to face. It made me weep, a deep sadness, which was followed by an upwelling of righteous rage. This single solitary tree frog defying the odds, remaining at his post and playing his part to the best of his ability and his remaining strength. Middle of the night in the middle of December, a tree frog in forest of Northern California. The hubris of so many in the ranks of the human race defies any and every form of reason and sanity. And no, it's not just the clinically insane controllers that are the problem in this situation. It's so many in the ranks of populations that are all too willing to go along with the matrix so long as they feel they're protecting their paychecks and pensions and thus preserving their personal paradigms. Good luck with that as the links in the chain of so-called civilization begin to break. The chain that has just barely held together the incredibly complex and totally unsustainable so-called military-industrial complex societies. 
The dominoes will soon fall at blinding speed, even without a nuclear weapons exchange scenario. And after collapse, which is now perilously close, the 442 nuclear power plants around the world will spiral into full-blown Fukushima scenario meltdowns and worse. There's much more still, many more layers of insanity, but here's my point. If this single, solitary tree frog has the tenacity to maintain his post, no matter what, I will absolutely remain at my post till I'm no longer standing. From Bloomberg, Africa's hunger crisis deepens as war, climate, pile on pain. And of course, climate engineering isn't mentioned, though geoengineering operations have been wreaking havoc in Africa for decades. The report continues, more than 280 million in Africa are going hungry. UN agencies, World Food Program, African Union call for action. The region of 1.2 billion people, which is home to many of the world's poorest communities, suffered badly as food and fuel prices surged. Africa's farmers have also been battered by extreme weather events, including droughts and flooding, the hallmark of climate engineering operations, linked to climate change. Further pressuring prices by disrupting food supplies. Again, he who controls the weather controls the world. The report continues, anger over food prices sparked violent demonstrations and has been contributing to political instability in the region with West Africa witnessing a surge of military takeovers and coup attempts this year. An estimated 868 million Africans were moderately or severely food insecure with more than a third of that number in the second group, according to the report. In addition, 78% of Africa's population cannot afford a healthy diet compared to around half of populations at a global level. How much longer does anyone rationally believe the current paradigm can continue? taken as a whole, and I know there are exceptions for which I am extremely grateful, but that being said, again, taken as a whole, is our species not a clear-cut definition of completely insane? Again, not just the controllers, but the societies that either actively or passively facilitate the controller insanity. All too often, while mindlessly waving their flags, pretending to be patriotic, an acknowledgement of their commitment to the hive mind, aka their commitment to the collective insanity. Far too many, especially in so-called first world nations, are living in an alternate reality, at least for the moment. So, exactly what's coming? Here's a few movie suggestions for an entertaining rundown of what's coming. Start with the movie Look Up, then add the recently released Leave the World Behind movie, and finish with the sobering, to say the least, film titled The Road. I'm constantly told that I must provide the solution or I shouldn't bother to report unwanted bad news. Really, is that how it works? No, not for me, never. Not having a silver bullet solution isn't an excuse to tuck tail and run from the truth. So here's the cure. Remember and never forget that each of us is only ever responsible for what we choose to do or not to do with the time we have. Our will can never be taken, ever, and it is our God-given responsibility to use it honorably, morally, virtuously, regardless of the odds, regardless of the resistance or blowback from those that have so far chosen to reject the truth in exchange for pacifying lies. Don't go there. Take the high road, the road less traveled, and never, ever forget we are absolutely not alone on this road. No matter how great the odds are against us, never give up, ever. That decision you will never regret. 
Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. If by our collective efforts we can fully expose what's taking place in our skies, we would cause a shockwave around the world. We would make a quantum leap in the right direction, and that's worth fighting for with every fiber of our being. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.